The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Today, my sweetie pie, Matt, and I talk to the boss. Big cheese. Dana White's in studio for the entire show. Uh, I think we handled that pretty well. I had a great time. Yep. I got fired. But, well, it's worth coming down and listening anyway. We talk about Roy Nelson. We talk about the card, obviously, for 205 here in New York. And uh, Dana tells us who we may be getting. It's very exciting. And also, Dana White looking for a fight. Plug. I guess. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. I'm very excited. Oh, no, you go, Jimmy. No, no, go ahead, you. I was going to say, I'm very excited. We got the freaking big cheese in the studio today. Yes, we do. Dana huh? is in. And by the way, how awful was it? The three of us, right before the, uh, the, the broadcast starts, we're all going, <clears throat> like clearing our throats, <laughs> like three professionals are about to hit a home run. We're in there stuffing our faces in the green room. Yeah, you should come every week. It was nice. They had some food, some craft services back there. We get shit when you're not here. We're lucky, if, we're lucky if we get a coffee. That is funny. And I have such low self-esteem. I'm like, can I have some of your fruit? <laughs> <laughs> fucking worm my way back there for your food. Oh, I didn't know that you didn't always get this. I'm like, Jimmy, oh, this no. is your fruit. No, didn't you know it was a special occasion when I walked in? I was like, ah! <laughs> I didn't know. Well, we're happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. And you came in last night? Yeah, I got here last night. I came in last night and I went to dinner with Chris Weidman. Oh. oh that, that's a solid fellow right there. Matt, mm-hmm. did you get the invite? No, I, 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 didn't, I wasn't a plus one on All that right, one. All right, you were probably busy. All right, you need I, I busy. found out this morning. I thought Chris was in. bringing him, so you know, <laughs> I messed up. All right, so, uh, well, we're happy that you're here. We have a lot of ground to cover. I don't know where we should start, because I, I know what I want to ask immediately. I think you should do that, because <laughs> you're keeping me in suspense. Where am I going with you on looking for a fight? Oh, oh snap! That's what I wanted to ask. That's oh, what the I fans want to know. He's been bringing that up that's, since you oh, said that. Oh, Sarah had you bring that up. Sarah can't stop talking about <laughs> looking all, for a fight. It's all I think about. He's the plug master. <clears throat> I am. Um, let me think. I, you know what? Where where should we go? I don't know. I don't know wherever you guys are going. I wanted to see locations, and we, I'll pick we one. We literally have no location right now. Oh, we, okay. we could do. You know, Matt is real big on Thailand. Ah, <laughs> what are you saying? Thailand. Oh no. Well, I've never been there. I heard they got nice Muay Thai there. Yeah, and <laughs> some wonderful. You know, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the rumor. Yeah, about some the, the lovely Thailand. young ladies. I say in air quotes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's gonna be right at home. <laughs> so uh, Matt wants to do Thailand. Uh, I don't know. We, you know, we we could go up to. Uh, I'm up for anything. Where do you want to go, Jimmy? Jimmy? We're gonna let Jimmy. Where pick. do you want to go? I want to go like uh, Iceland, 
or uh, Sweden or somewhere that I normally wouldn't go. Right. Like, yeah. I'm thinking only of myself, not of the fighting yeah, game. I'm just no, being totally you know selfish. What? No, that's a, um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of mixed martial arts out there. There are, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's supposed to be a fun place to go to. So I've I, been to Sweden. Did you enjoy been it? Been to Sweden. Well, I flew in and, and I did the fight. And you know what's funny? We um, have you ever been to the fight in Sweden? No. Yeah. So when we, when the fights get out, it, you know it's like three four in the morning there, because we do it right. for the time so that the people in America can watch it. And uh, the hot spot across the street from my hotel is McDonald's. They have a three story McDonald's. When I tell you this place is fucking packed wall to wall, yeah, yeah, like you know, women, men, everybody's hanging out at McDonald's. Is that crazy? Oh, they just at wow. three or four in the morning. Is, is there music the, going on? Well, I mean, because the clubs are all getting out too. Oh, there you go. The clubs makes, are all getting out, sense. and everybody's drunk, and everybody's in there eating. That's not a good selling point for the country, though. <laughs> three, three story McDonald's and packed wall to wall. It's like a late night diner after the club. No, yeah. that's what they're yeah, doing. It's crazy. Well, that's, that's uh, all right. I'll go there. But if that's you what you do. It. You eat shit food after when you're drunk. Yeah, and yeah, whatever's exactly. open, you'll eat it. Okay, so we're going to go to Sweden. That's what we're going to do. That's where oh, I'm going to go. Man, I'm down. I'm down, Jimmy. Now, you're in New York to promote, obviously. We waited so long for this. It, it's really, it, I, like, I, I still can't believe it's finally happening. I know. How many years uh, it came close and it stopped and it came close. And I'm, how did you, when did you find out that this was actually going to happen in New York? Um, you know, as we, you know, every year we thought it was going to happen and it just wouldn't and wouldn't and wouldn't. And we started feeling real good um, this last run. And it worked. And it happened. <coughs> and you got that phone call. That huh? You got that phone call. Like, look, it actually, it's happening this time mm-hmm. for real. Yep. And uh, I'm nice. loving the I'm loving the commercials, by the way. For the I haven't seen them. Cool, right? I'm seeing them. Yeah. It's a cool commercial, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Shoot. What's it for? Tingly. My, New my, York. My, I get the goose skin. Oh, just for New York. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like boom, 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 and it's showing like Statue New York. And... Boom, 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 boom. It's showing New York with the octagon, <clears throat> and then it shows Madison Square Garden. And uh, it shows the Statue of Liberty. That's a great commercial. It's I love great. that commercial. That's awesome. It, it's phenomenal. So now, what do we? Well, go ahead, Jimmy. No, no, no. I want to, I'm just going to jump right to it because I'm, I'm, I'm not good at teasing things. No, me neither. Um, what what uh, what can we expect on 205? I, I I've heard so many mixed reviews. I, right. I mixed uh, mixed uh, car. So many possibilities. You know, <laughs> I hear fucking you know Fedor's fighting Connor. Like I don't know what to fucking believe. So who's <laughs> right. fighting? Yeah. Um. So right now we have Tyron Woodley versus Wonder Boy. Then we have Joanna uh, Yon Jacek versus Carolina. Carolina. Let me tell you the story about these two, okay? Joanna Yon Jacek. So Carolina is from Poland, too. They're both right. from Poland. And she, Joanna uh, Yon Jacek says to me, there's a, an, a, an event out in Poland that this girl was the champion of, right? So everybody in Poland thinks that she's like the best 115-pound fighter in the world. She says... I want you to get this bitch <laughs> verbatim what she says. I want you to get this bitch in the UFC. And I think she's going to do well. And we're going to fight. And I'm going to prove to everybody in Poland who the baddest 115 pounder in the world is. So we sign Carolina. She comes in. She works her way up. Yeah. She's know? 10 and 0, right? She just beat Rose Namajunas. And, uh, and now she's going to fight here in New York. Against the gangster Joanna Young Jacek, man. Yeah, she's she's so amazing. What is she, is she twelve or thirteen one? And um, and Carolina's ten and ten uh, and, and she's ten and zero. So somebody's gonna walk out with a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope people understand what an amazing fight that is. People- so good, this fight's so good, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that fight. 
Then we got um, we, we got Jeremy Stevens <clears throat> versus Frankie Edgar. Oh, I'm seeing that right here. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, that's a great fight. And then uh, we just added to the card uh, Raquel Pennington versus Misha Tate. Raquel's on a four-fight win streak. Um, and Misha is uh, trying to get her, you know. Coming off that loss. Yep, yep. exactly. Um, and I'm working on some other things right now. Rashad Evans versus Tim Kennedy. Is that, that's right. It's good. That's, yeah, that, that's, that's on a, there. That's a real good one. Oh, do we not have the main card yet? Are you still, are you still um, not no, sure? No, I'm still working on fights, you know. Um, we'll see how this thing plays out. Okay. So we don't have a co-main or a main yet. Um, the co-main and uh, the, the, those are the main and the co-main right now. But if I can pull another, oh, cool, okay, yeah. good. Two title pull, fights. Yeah, if I could pull another rabbit out of my hat on some other fights, you still are working, working on something on. else. Yeah. You know, and and I had dinner with Weidman last night. Weidman wants to fight on this card, um, and uh, you know, if 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 I pull this thing together, it would be Weidman versus Yoel Romero. Right. Well, that That's what nice. we were hearing, but we didn't want to say it because we don't get yeah. fired. No, it's all good. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, there's some stuff with, with us and Weidman that goes back to the Lorenzo days. And, and you know, Weidman is actually going to jump on a plane today and go out and meet with Lorenzo. Yeah. And when you say stuff, do you mean good stuff or, or bad yeah, stuff? No, good oh, stuff. Good okay, stuff. Him okay. and Lorenzo have a really good relationship. Okay. And, and you know, it, it's almost like... Uh, you know, when Lorenzo left, there was no closure with some stuff that they were working on. Okay. So I called Lorenzo today. Those two are going to get together and, uh, and and get the closure we need for Chris Weidman. And that's interesting. I know that sounds weird. No, but, you know. I, no, no. You, you, sometimes you need... I usually need those after relationships, uh, but you know, normally the closure is pretty easy. I've been caught cheating. Lorenzo. The end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Lorenzo's... Very well respected by by a lot of the guys, and he and Weidman had a real good relationship. And uh, you know, Weidman was was a, was a force for us in getting New York legalized. You know what I mean? Right. Um, super intelligent. Uh, you know, he he's very passionate about the sport being in New York. So he did a lot of good stuff for us here. And you know, we'll get it figured out. Okay, okay, yeah. I hope it happens. Joe Silva is he le- has he left or is he he's leaving? No, Joe's leaving uh, the end of the year. So we got the guy Mick, who Matt and I both know from from Legacy, right? Yep, from looking yeah, for that's a nice, fight. nice. Looking guy. for a fight. Another plug for you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, you know, really, you know, all the all the up and coming talent that we've had in the UFC, you know, over the last however many years have come from in his, his organization. So he's, he's a bright guy. He's a good matchmaker, and, uh, and uh, we're excited about it. Does uh, Joe Leaving have anything to do with, uh, with, with the power change, or is it literally just a timing thing? No, it's, you know, listen, Joe, Joe was one of the guys that was, that was vested. Joe made a lot of money, and, and uh, Joe doesn't want to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe wants to retire. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Joe got some fuck you money. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he's like, I'm going to go and enjoy this and not be fucking stressed out and have fighters yelling at me. Yeah. Pretty much. Are you, now, are you, that's a big, that's another big change. Is it like, you know, does that make you scared at all or nervous at all whenever there's big changes? Not at all. Um, you know, this company is absolutely different than, than the company we had four months ago, you know? Um, and it's not different in a bad way. It's just different. Um, we're working on... A lot of cool shit, man. There's, I'm, I'm excited. I actually talked to Ari this morning, who just hit me. He, you know, this guy's been... Since we bought the UFC, he owns IMG, WME. Uh, he owns the PBR. He owns huge modeling ASC. He owns... Uh, um, uh, 
the hell was it? Uh, that I'm thinking. I don't know. He owns Whoa. a bunch of shit. All right. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna say, what doesn't he own? He, he, owns, a, he owns a bunch of shit with three letters: yeah. WME, IMG, PBR, UFC. Um, so, uh, you know, he hit me today, and this guy's been running nonstop. You know, he flew out and he he met with the Reebok guys in Boston. He just went down to Brazil and met with the guys from Globo. Um, you know, he, 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 he met with, uh, all the guys out in Europe and England. I mean, he's been flying all over the place and he's already, he's already getting crazy deals done. So we, we, we wanted to sell to somebody that could take this thing to the next level. There were people that offered more money, really? Yeah, people that offered more money. Um, but guys who offer more money doesn't necessarily mean they're the guys to take it to the next level. You know, whereas Ari is that guy. It's going to be good for everybody. Yeah. So you were comfortable like t- selling it for less, knowing that eventually it's just going to be bigger and bigger instead of somebody who may make a tactical error and hurt the company. Just in, and and guys that are you want you want to you want to be involved with somebody who adds value, not somebody that just steps up at the biggest number. In all the years you guys have been doing it, what do, what do you think you guys have gotten better at? Like you know, what I mean, like whenever there's a company, it grows. Like when you look back, what will you go like? Wow, we're better at this now than we were. X amount of years ago. I think we're better at everything, to be honest with you. I mean, when we first started this, Frank Lorenzo and I, we, we didn't have any production experience at all. We had never put on a fight before. <clears throat> um, you know, th- there were a lot of things in this business, sponsorship, a lot of things in this business we'd never dealt with. And, uh, you know, we, we learned by trial and error over, over the last 15, 16 years. And uh, I think we're better at everything. You're, just, you're happy with across the board everything. Absolutely. And and your your ability to get things done certainly hasn't changed since the since the new guys are in charge. Like you seem like you're doing the same stuff you were doing before. Yeah, I am. I, I'm doing a lot more stuff than I used to do. You know, because Lorenzo and I would split it down the middle. He would handle certain things, and I would handle certain things. Now I'm handling a lot of the things that you know, and diving back into things that I never uh, had dealt with in a long time. Because you know, before Lorenzo came. I was here running this thing by myself. And then when Lorenzo left stations to come with us, um, we sort of divided and conquered as the, as the company grew. And uh, him leaving obviously leaves a lot more on my plate. But it also is like you're the guy who knows how to get that stuff done. Like, you know, the guys that might, the new guys might not be as good at getting this stuff done. So it probably makes more sense for you to do it. Well, yeah, there's, there's definitely, you know, the things that I would have to worry about back in the day, like, you know, wh- what are we doing with this deal? That Ari's handling all that now anyway. You know what I mean? So, so, Ari is handling a lot of the stuff that uh, that Lorenzo and I would have been talking about. So that helps. Are you happy with the, uh, <coughs> you know, Matt and I talk a lot about the new rules that are going into effect and the new judging yep. uh, criteria. You're happy with that? Absolutely. You think yeah. it'll help uh, yeah, better he, judge fights? Absolutely. And what happened with Roy Nelson? I mean, that was an odd one to see. Uh, like, he apologized for it, but it was like, uh, the stoppage was weird. Like, there's, I thought, there's, there's, you can't apologize for that. You don't ever ever put your fucking hands on a referee or your feet for did, any reason whatsoever. You don't do it. Did he kick him, though? He needs did to he? be buried. <clears throat> he went over there, and he put his foot on his ass to, like, push him yeah. over. You know what I mean? Was flipping him off and yelling, whatever. Yeah. You know, you want to flip a, a ref off, there is never, ever a situation where you put your fucking hands on a referee, Ever. He um, you can't apologize. He for was that. on here. He was on here. He was on here a few the, the week the same week. Right, Roy Nelson, and he did have some 
beef he was saying with uh he brought it up with him and John McCarthy That's in right. his last fight with uh Derek Lewis, the black beast. Oh, didn't he say that he, he said like that they him? were arguing and he, he said told him to shut up and about remember he, he told him yeah he uh, said I'm working yeah. he like he was there, like he I got upset about something. some of the breakups and whatnot and then he said even before the fight started they were talking backstage and Big John was giving him the um you know instructions the, the, yeah the instructions yeah. and whatnot and uh, they got into an argument there and then Big John told him to shut up so I think there was bad blood already there I think you're right and so that was there was something underneath and then after he um, did what he did and I guess he didn't stop it quick enough. You know, he didn't want to hit him anymore, that type of thing. And he was kind of taken out on, on Big John. And it's such a, a nice moment for, like, you know, it's such a cool moment for a fighter to see. Because Bigfoot, I thought, was clearly out and they probably should have stopped. So for a guy to go, like, I don't want to keep hitting him, he's, he's done. Yeah. I, I like that. But then you go and do something like that. It's like, yeah. it's just. I mean, you want to yell, you want to flip. But basically, what you're saying is you can never, there's no excuse ever to, uh, yeah. you know, um, put your hands on, on the. Yeah, uh, he, the he uh, we'll see how the, you know, the athletic commission handles that. But he needs to be buried for that one. And that sucks because that was a fun fight. It, it was, it was fun one of those fight. things where you knew that. I'm watching. I'm like, this this right hand. It's landing, but it's going to. He's just. You know it's going to find its place. Like, I, I just. You just knew that he was going to get knocked out. I just felt that. I yeah. just felt that it's going to be any second now. You know, because Bigfoot's either winning lately by KO or, or, or losing by KO. And uh, the other guy's got an iron chin and a fucking right hand from hell. Yeah, it's funny. When we talk to Roy, too, he doesn't <clears throat> think his chin is as amazing as we all do. He's like, well, I don't get hit as much. And it's like, maybe that's what you <laughs> tell yourself. Maybe he, they can't find he it. To, he needs to yeah. watch some of his fights. Yeah. yeah. So what he do you mean? That's it. Yeah, he ex absorbs uh, a lot of punishment. But again, he could be rolling with it or whatnot just to take a little bit of the uh, the power off it. Right. You know what I mean? But Derek Why are you Lewis looking down? Why are you looking down? I look chubby? No, you look good, actually. Because yeah. my belly's sticking not out? At all. Not, sitting? not at all. You look terrific. Okay. You're in tip-top shape, I like to say. <laughs> I normally <laughs> say that <laughs> once a show. When we do this, I listen. Just sometimes he's looking down and he's like, look at the little roll I have. And I go, fuck. I look at my own stomach a lot. And I think yeah. Matt looks good. That's all I'm saying. Thank I think you. you look good. Thank you. Tip-top. Condition. No, no, no. Should have wore a darker shirt. Should have wore a tighter shirt. That's good. Thank um, you. So when you say he's got, well, he's got anorexia. <laughs> <laughs> Who does me Jim, or Jimmy? Jimmy has anorexia. Now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I he know. Looks in the mirror and sees anorexia, the big fat guy. Yeah. AIDS, whatever you think, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it nowadays. <laughs> hey, look, I looked down once. I saw a girl actually not frowning while I fucked her. I'm like, whatever I'm doing, I got to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> not frowning. That's great. <laughs> so you know, when you say he's got to be buried, do you mean by you guys, or by, or they have to find him heavily? Or the athletic commission? I mean, I I I, I haven't I've been traveling since the fight, so I, I haven't seen what's gone on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if the Athletic Commission doesn't, the Brazilian Athletic Commission doesn't, doesn't rain on him, man, it's, it's, it's not a good, it's not good. You don't ever put your hands on a referee. I don't care what the circumstances are. You don't do it. That guy there, that guy is, and listen, we don't always agree with him. We have our favorites. We have our least favorites, Mazzagatti. Um, you know, as a guy, you, 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 that guy, the guy, no matter how good or whatever you feel about him, they're there for your safety. They're there to keep you safe. Fucking that dope. Isn't the, isn't the, uh, you know what I mean? This guy's the fucking, uh, the judge of when a fight should or shouldn't be stopped. No. You're a fighter. You go till the referee tells you to stop. Okay. John McCarthy is very qualified and what he does, he's been here a lot longer than fucking Roy Nelson has been. And for Roy Nelson to go over and put his fucking hands on a referee, it's just, it can't happen. It can never happen, you know? And not that John isn't a guy who can, 
but John is is sitting there on his knees, you know, tending yeah. to Bigfoot, they didn't and you show, come up yeah. behind him and fucking kick him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 despicable. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's fucking. It, it can never fucking happen ever again. How did Big John react to it? I, I haven't heard anything. He didn't show, yeah. Has right. he said anything or he, commented? He, 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 he completely um, he completely didn't uh, react to it at, at all. He just pretended it didn't happen. He did his thing, you know. And listen, I, you know, I, I know how the fans are. Like, oh, Roy Nelson, this and that. Let me tell you what. I, John McCarthy, I've had John McCarthy talks in the media too much. About a lot of things, referees should never talk in the media. You know, it's not like I'm sitting here and uh, you know defending. It's you don't put your fucking hands on a referee. You don't do it. Anyway, so you, you see know. what happens. You have to see what the athletic we'll see, commission. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Decides and how them. they handle. Yep. It. Okay, um, the Uriah Hall stoppage was interesting too. Like, so it's it's a hard judgment call for them to make because. Like once someone stops getting hit, then of course they can jump up. But it wasn't—it wasn't like he was going to stop. Uh, who was he? He was fighting uh, Brunson. Uh, Brunson, yeah. Derek Brunson, and, and it's like he wasn't going to stop hitting him. So he looked a little woozy yeah. even when he stood up. So I said, so every time we're doing these fights, I'm on a group chat with normally me, the matchmakers, Lorenzo. You know, still Lorenzo. Lorenzo's still in the in the, in the loop, <laughs> and we're all talking about the fights that are happening and. Uh, I said I thought that was I thought that was a quick stoppage, and Joe Silva came right back and said, "If you watch the fight, even though those punches didn't land, Uriah Hall isn't defending himself." He said his Sound arm familiar? was stretched straight out, and uh, you know that, for that, a, that fight needed to be stopped for a split second. Exactly what we talked about. Like for a split second, he wasn't intelligently. He was down there, so the punches weren't going through. But as far as Herb Dean knows, the guy wasn't doing anything to block anything. So right, and, and the, the did, punches the, weren't the, landing, and it wasn't because Uriah Hall was defending exactly. himself. It was because he Brunson was, <laughs> was missing him. And exactly. if he would have landed, yeah, they he, he would have been in trouble. It's such a horrible feeling, though, because I'm sure by the time he got to his feet, and and again, like we talked about the other day, there is fights like uh, Pat Bar- Barry versus the Czech Congo, and where guys all getting dropped, and a guy, the referee is not jumping in soon enough. You're thinking, why isn't he stopping this? And then the other guy knocks him out. You know what I mean? The other guy ends up winning. So that is a very fine line, man. No, the ref's got a hard job. But I think Herb Dean did the good, did the right thing. You're listening to UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. All right, we got to get to this, of course. A new sponsor on the show. So thank you, uh, Lyft. You guys know about Lyft. It's the app that gets you a ride in minutes on demand 24-7 for less than the cost of a cab. If you've tried Lyft, you know what I mean. With Lyft, you just download the app, you request a driver, and they show up in three and a half minutes on average. That's really fast. It's amazing where technology is taking us. Every Lyft driver is fully vetted through their 10-point safety standard, including criminal and DMV background checks, which is very important. You know you're going to get around quickly and, more importantly, safely. Lyft drivers are rated after every ride, so only the best stick around. You don't have to worry about getting into a filthy car with some creepy dude because they know you're rating them at the end of the ride, so they want it to go smoothly. Now, with Lyft, you can tip in the app, which obviously leads to happier drivers. I mean, 9 out of 10 Lyft drivers get a 5-star rating from the passenger. It's just a better all-around experience, and they like knowing that you can tip them in the app. Bigger is not always better. Lyft isn't the biggest ride-sharing app but it's the fastest growing and highest rated one. Now I'm talking quality over quantity. Now thanks to Lyft, you've got an easy way to avoid drunk driving, you never have to bum a ride, and more importantly, you never have to worry about parking. 
It's amazing how I put parking above drunk driving and bumming a ride, but parking <laughs> is the worst. A lot of people are actually getting rid of their cars and relying on Lyft to get around, and you know what I mean? I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. Right now, Lyft is offering our listeners a special deal. Get three free rides. Oh, that's phenomenal. Three free rides up to $10 each. That's up to $30 value when you use promo code UNFILTERED. UNFILTERED? Just download the free Lyft app. It's spelled L-Y-F-T. And enter promo code UNFILTERED in the payment section. You'll start with three free rides up to $10 each. That's up to a $30 value. That's promo code UNFILTERED. Matt, I promo s- code. I, s- I, I so wanted Do it. to say it. Promo I code. You ruined. All right, well, say it again. That's promo code. Unfiltered. And uh, yeah, please support Lyft. L-Y-F-T, the fastest growing rideshare app. Thank you, guys. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. All right, now we got b- bills to pay, Dana. You know that. So uh, let's just say at DraftKings.com. You don't need to come in first place to cash in. Mm-mm. The player who finished 800th in week one's biggest fantasy football contest took home 100 bucks. That's 800th. Wow. Even I could do that. This weekend, DraftKings is hosting another huge fantasy contest with over $1 million in total prizes up for grabs. DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. Play whenever you want with the players you want. You just pick your contest, draft your team, and follow the action live. You can renew old rivalries with friends, family, and coworkers, and you can find out who the superior GM really is. Oh, I think you're the superior no, GM. Oh, you are the GM. Oh, we're going to find out on Sunday. Whatever your level of fantasy experience, DraftKings has something for everyone. Seriously, don't wait. Go to DraftKings.com. Now, and choose your players for this weekend's contest. Enter promo code KO, just the letters K-O, and play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code KO to play free for your share of over $1 million in total prizes this weekend. Only at DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions, of course, they may apply. So check out the website for details. That's DraftKings or DraftKings.com. However you choose to say it, it's not my business. What did you think of uh, Mickey Gall? Was very impressive. I thought CM was great afterwards too. He's such a likable guy. Uh, his such speech a, was awesome. It's one of the greatest speeches you'll ever hear after a fight. You know, um, yeah. And, and and he went in there and 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 uh, you know, I don't care how big of a superstar you are anywhere. If you were in the WWE, but even if you were in Pride, or you were in, um, you know, any of these other organizations out there, your first walk into that octagon. And, and, a, and a fucking sold-out arena. Yeah. Man, let me tell you, it'll get anybody. Everybody gets those jitters the first time, and uh, we knew. I mean, we knew he was going. I don't ever I don't ever throw cans in at any of these guys that come from anywhere. Right. You want to fight in the UFC, you're going to fight a real guy. And, and, and Mickey Gall might have been 2-0, and but Mickey Gall is legit, man. That kid's a tough kid. He's, he's a tough up-and-comer, and... and uh, I respect Punk for giving it a shot, man. Anybody who has the balls, especially when when you uh, when you have what CM Punk has, you know the notoriety and the fame and all that stuff to put everything on the line at that point in your life, at that age, and to walk in there and and showcase yourself in front of the world, man. Very few people can do it. Everybody dreams of it. Yeah. Everybody wants it. Very few people can really do it. It's funny because if you see him walk out and you see right before he gets into the cage, the way he's looking to the audience, and I don't know if he's just used to that from the 
from the WWE because it didn't. He didn't look shook. He didn't look like when I'm looking at a guy saying, "All right, this guy knows he's in for fucking trouble." Like he he looked like he was enjoying the whole experience, you know. And then once it happened, he ran after him. And <clears throat> excuse me, the one thing is that you can't. And he and he first of all he's a tough guy because he was taking a beating. He wasn't in that quick tap club. He was taking a beating. But he just did. He just, you just. He just did not have the the muscle memory, the answers to get out of those positions. So I don't care how tough you are. You're just holding out for the inevitable at that point. So it's not like he got down, hit a couple of times, and said, "Screw this!" Like James Tony that time he was like, "All right, man, I'm getting the hell out of here." Uh, he tried his ass off. You know what I mean? But uh, there was just there's certain ways when a guy's on your back, when the guy's mounted, when the guy's got you in a position where <laughs> you, this, you can't. That's something you have to learn by escaping. Hundreds of times, thousand times. You and know you what I mean. But muscle memory is muscle memory. You, they, you can't rush that. So even though he's been doing nothing but training for the last two years, trying to cram in over like ten years of training. You know what I mean? Experience and bad positions in two years. It's just plus lots of guys always have this idea of what they think their a fight is going to be like. It's yeah. never what you think it's going to be. It's oh yeah, you know. And I don't care how much sparring you had or how many drills you went through. When you get into a fight, and, and especially in a show like that, first big show, yeah. you fight in the UFC your first time, and you want to be in a, you know, you want to be down the local armory, right. you know, with, with a few friends yeah. down. It's still tough, but to walk in like the event that he walked into takes a lot of balls. And yeah. I wonder, I wonder, I have a bet with Longo. Longo says, I bet he doesn't fight again ever. I go, fuck. I, go I, I, I think he's going to go on a smaller show, and I think he's going to have another fight. Uh. And Longo goes, no, I don't think so. And I, I, I think he does, because I don't think he did it just for the money. And he didn't get it. No, he would have stayed in WWE no, for just the money, and he didn't get hurt. Because Longo is saying, like, basically, what is he going to do? He's going to go to the smaller show and make two Gs, then two Gs the show? I don't know, like, but whatever it is. But I'm saying it wasn't for the money, and I'm saying he's going to go to a lower a level and... Again, he has to fight pro because he went pro. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't think he's – I think he'll do something on a smaller show to make him feel good. And what do you think about him fighting in the UFC again? You said his next fight should probably be amateur. I don't know if he's allowed to do that. Um, no, he can't you, fight amateur. Would, I, not no. amateur, but fight in a smaller a show. Oh, a non-UFC yeah. fight. Would you consider uh, giving him another uh, fight if he uh, keeps training? So what I told him to do is uh, go home, spend some time with your wife, have you know, be normal for a little while. And uh, we'll get on the phone and talk. Obviously, we haven't talked yet, but uh, we will. We'll see what's next. Okay, good. I like that that's not off the table. It's a possibility. And, yeah. and, and the way he handled it after probably didn't hurt. The fact that he was, yeah, he was cool about everything after. And, you know, yeah. you know, we'll see. I got to talk to him. <laughs> I got to talk to him and see wh- wh- where his head's at and what he's thinking. And, uh, you know. Does it drive you nuts when fighters attack you? Or are you so used to that at this point? Like, Mark Hunt has been very vocal uh, about the company and, and, and stuff. And does that affect you at all? Not even a little bit. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah, the, believe me, it's more than fighters that attack me. I mean, right. there's tons of fans and everything else. I mean, if, if you let that stuff bother you, I'd have jumped out the window a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, I've talked to you before about it. I just thought it was funny. There's been times where I've seen you arguing with someone with an egg profile. I'm like, you have a million followers, and you're talking to some guy with three followers. And I have so picture. much fun doing that. Yeah. Like, if I have time to kill and I'm hanging out, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So fighters- social media is fun. See, I embrace both sides of it. You know, you can't go on social media and just expect to be loved. Like, oh, you're the greatest, and you're the this, that, that. Right. The bad's got to come along with it too. It's not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to like your decisions. So I, 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 I take it all in, man. I, I, uh, 
I like the good and the bad. I love to mix it up. And you don't block anybody. Uh, I, I, know, I block it left and right. I know. People uh, People say anything to Matt. He's, he's, I get he's, sensitive. He gets yeah. crazy. He certainly does. I block Let me, me tell you what. You, I you block got, Jimmy. Yeah, no, you got to be a next level <laughs> douchebag to get blocked by me. Yeah. You just got to be. You got to be a I just don't like any negative, negativity in my life. I like negativity. Why? I fucking feed on it. If you feed on that. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Bring that shit to me. Yeah. I love it. It doesn't bother you. you. Oh, it, 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 it fuels me. I, I love it. So what do you do to shake it off? Like, you know, it's hard not to go home sometimes. Like, there's been times where I've literally been driving, and I'm thinking about fucking something someone said to me, and it's like, I, I don't know this guy. Like, why am I allowing this to bother me? It's just irrational. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, what's funny is uh, the fans that come in and say stuff, fans are always going to have opinions, and, and I love the good and the bad and all of it. I love reading it all. There's some funny shit that can be said about you too. When you <laughs> oh read it. yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Um, the, the media drives me fucking crazy, you know, because because these guys, uh, you know, some of them actually have some credibility, and when I listen to these guys talk about the business and stuff like that, it just it, that it drives me nuts. What well, do they get wrong? More they than they everything. Time? They get everything wrong. These guys have never built a fucking business in their life. Nobody's ever depended on a paycheck from any of them. They really have never done anything. Are they just misinformed or are they just they're, haters or are they just hateful? They're misinformed and they misinform. That's what they do. Oh. They're just, what do they know? What When I see them, guys that are fucking, whatever, MMA writers or whatever the fuck they're supposed to be, trying to talk about the business. Yeah. You have no fucking idea what you're talking. First of all, this has never been done. Yeah. And if you listen to half of these idiots, you know, over the last 16 years, UFC wouldn't even be where it is today, you know? And they're yeah. always talking about if they do this and the demise and the pay-per-views aren't this and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Right? Fucking <laughs> talk about fights and fighters. Stop talking about the business because every one of you, all of you know nothing. Yeah. You know nothing. They know nothing, James. Yeah. No. I was sitting there when I hear these guys or read about them trying to talk about the business, it's, it's just fucking painful. You got to be blown away, too, by the way the, the women fighters have become so popular. Like, it, it's amazing how popular Rose is. And now Cyborg is a, a legitimate main event uh, fighter. I mean, from, from a few years ago in Ronda, it's really kind of, it's grown into, a, I never started going this far this fast. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. I mean, if you look at Joanna Jacek, I mean, <clears throat> she is fighter's are big fans of hers. They love to watch her fight. Oh, yeah. And just how, that that Claudia Gadella fight that she oh, was oh shoot, my man. god, was that awesome? We would add Jimmy. Yeah. That was awesome that was fight. amazing. That was amazing. I never saw the technical side coming with the women. If you used to be any type of a fan of female boxing, they would go in there and just punch the shit out of each other. There was yeah. no defense no, nothing. These girls are no, technically bad ass. And she had to weather a storm with that Claudia. It's true. She had to weather like, the th beast. first three rounds. She yep. Was, and then I think it was the third round where it started to shift. Yep. And then, and then, holy shit, man! It, just a little. Her any opponent on uh, on Joanna who slows down a little bit. Yep. She keeps that as foot on the gas. Oh yeah. And she smells it. She's oh, like, oh, yeah. you're getting tired. As and then soon she's as she elbowing and that fucking blood. <laughs> oh shit. She goes for the kill. Oh, man. She just. It's awesome, man, to watch a woman yeah. fucking with, with that. Not only the, the, um, 
the 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 technique and the technical yeah. side, but the fucking killer instinct she's like that a, she like has, a, like a female Diaz brother or something, man. Awesome. She's just she's a killer. I love watching her fight. And and what do you think about? You know, Cyborg said recently that it's too too hard to get down to. What did she have to get on a 140? Or she's like, she'll never get on a 140. She's having a hard time getting on a 140. Would they they create another... uh, I mean, you can't create a a weight class for her, but have they thought about that even in the men's? 145. That's what Joe Rogan was bringing up. Yeah, 145. And in the men's, a couple of them. It just seems like there's so much talent. Uh, Would would they consider doing that in the men's as well? I don't think so. No. No. I I think... First of all, there aren't enough 145-pound female fighters to start a 45-pound division. There just isn't. You know, right. Cyborg is this one girl floating out there, you know, who who has that type of uh, star power. I mean, she headlined Brazil for us. Yeah. So, I mean, she can still do super fights, though, with a buck 40. Listen, Ronda wants to fight her. But it's all about coming up with what weight, right? That's it. They'd have to figure out at what weight they yeah. fight, you know. But, but Ronda wants that fight. Would it be hard for Ronda to get to 140? I don't think so, right? No, no, no. No, I think Ronda walks around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ron, yeah. Ronda... Could, could do 40. And, and she has in the past, I believe, fought heavier than 135. Well, before. she did in judo. Oh, in judo. Is that yeah, what it was? Yeah. Oh, not in MMA? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe. What do I, I know? What do I know? <laughs> what do yeah, I do? What do we know? Jimmy? <laughs> uh, not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, not a lot. And, and now what about, uh, of course, I got to ask about uh, the possibility that you hear Connor, uh, although he's going to have to defend uh, the title there, or does he mm. fight at lightweight against Eddie Alvarez? Or I was going to ask that, too. Yeah, it's a, yeah. So here, here's the situation that I'm in. You know, <clears throat> Connor was talking to me about fighting Eddie Alvarez. Um, my plan was always for Eddie Alvarez to fight Khabib. Um, you know, Khabib is the number one contender. Um, you know, it's his shot. He's, you know, yeah, he's Matt, you know how yeah, hard you fucking shoot. work to get there. And oh, hell yeah. Fucking right in front right. of you, you know, and then to get stepped over. It's it's disheartening and it's... it's uh, it's not fair. Right. He's, un, like he's unbeaten. The guy's 10 and 0, I think. Am I, am I wrong yeah. with that? What is he, Chris, the producer? Uh, I can look it up. I'm not nice. sure, but he is undefeated, yeah. Nice. We know that shit, Chris, the producer. I know. Shelby, are looking at German <laughs> porn. <laughs> he gets the fucking porn sites for doing a show. Yeah, we're trying to do this, but you hear toilet flush sounds. <laughs> so. Yeah, but that guy's a maniac. No, I mean, he's been beating everybody, and I know he's been, had some injuries in the past. Could be Exactly, which... Which got yeah. in the way of him getting shots, yeah. and, you know. So it's pretty frustrating for him. Then, um, then you know, Connor fought Diaz. Yeah. They yeah. fought twice. Yeah, I didn't want to do the second fight. Connor wanted to do the second fight bad. How do I say no to the guy? The guy steps up and fucking fights everybody yeah. on short notice. So we give him the fight again. Um, and in the meanwhile, the 145-pound division is in limbo. It is in know? limbo. Yeah, because then you got Jose Aldo saying, I ain't fighting anybody but Connor. Connor is my next fight. You know, Well, I'd, I'd want to see that. I mean, listen, yeah, enough enough for Jose to beat uh, Frank Yedger, I mean, and you know the way he beat him. He looked good. He looked really good, and he looked, the difference is he was very patient. Like, he was very patient with uh, compared to him wanting to kill uh, Connor oh. and maybe being a little out of character the way he charged him. Uh, I would like to see the way he approaches that second fight. We talked about Uriah Hall doing the same thing. All that emotion gets and you just kind of run in and do something a little irrational. It just seems like he was so pissed off. Because didn't, didn't before the weigh-in, didn't Jose do something like he got into a karate stance to be... Yeah. And that's, that's, like, that's not his way. Right. He's not a shit talker. No, there, there, there was a lot, of, uh, a, a lot of bad blood and hard feelings between those two, man. When I went on that tour with him, it was ridiculous. 
You know, he I, said, you better make sure that that motherfucker doesn't touch me on this thing. And then all Connor wanted to do was touch him. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was <laughs> every funny. day when I got out of bed, man, it was, I was like, oh, God, today's going to be nuts. So does he want another shot at beating Jose again, or does he feel he has nothing to prove? I don't know. I don't know. You know, he might be in one of those situations where it's like, I knocked this guy. This guy's the greatest, you know, ever in that division. I knocked him out in 13 seconds. Right. So... So he, so he'll, you don't know exactly what he's going to do yet. You're not sure. Well, it's not about what he's going to do. Or you guys it's are going to do with him, yeah. What, you know, what do I think is fair? You know, right. what do I think is fair? Plus, Connor hurt his foot. Connor hurt his foot, and the doctor said he needs to stay off it for a while. But Connor's like, I know my body better than anybody does, and he does. He's he's one of those guys. So I had tremendous respect for him winning that fight and a decision. Like I, I would have lost a lot of money if I had, had to guess that he was going to win on decision. I don't think anybody saw that coming. That the deeper into the fight they went, the fact that he was still going to be able to to stand there with Nate Diaz. Five rounds, yeah. Nate weighed 190 pounds. Connor weighed 168. Wow. Yeah. Well, I thought it was amazing that uh, he got back in that fight in the fourth round because after that third round he looked I thought, done I thought yeah. he was done let I me tell you what that done. fight is one of the sickest fights you will oh, ever yeah. see it had everything yeah. you could ever yeah. want in a fight yeah. both guys just digging deep and yeah. dogging it out and, oh yeah you know I, I did Sports Illustrated this morning and they asked me mm. you know what's the best fight I've seen and I said fuck I've seen so many fights over the last 16 years but I'm sitting there and you know you're trying to run through your you know your fucking fight Rolodex in your brain yeah. and, and how do you? How that does pops Connor up? Diaz not one of the greatest fights you've ever seen? Oh, Connor yeah. Diaz too. You know? yeah. One two because of the. Oh yeah, the, you know the, the way because in both fights, in both fights, there's a turn of a tide. Exactly. You know what I mean? And uh, and that's what's so exciting. And at both fights, well, it seems like it could end in any moment yep. for the other guy, right. and then it switches around. That that's that's yeah. what you're in it for. The back. That's and what forth I mean. And... That's where I mean. Literally, I'm at home, out of my seat. I'm jumping around. I mean, I you know. That's so exciting. But again, the 145-pound division is just held up until he gets back down there. And I wonder how that weight cut's going to be for him now that he's been walking around that heavier weight for so long. I mean, he's going to have to get that something to get started way up as far as losing weight. Trust me, man. I used to take three months to get back down. That's the 170. How much would you put Pathetic. on? Pathetic. I'd be a fat guy sometimes. Oh, cut it out, Matt. You look good. How much <laughs> would you put on? Oh, I don't know. There's Dana. He'd fucking goof on oh, me. Yeah. Dana, Dana. Dana. Oh, yeah. hey, hey, listen, you want to hear about bad jokes? This He'd use the same one every time I seen him. He'd be like, oh, you look like you ate Matt Serra. Like, all right, Dana. Every time I see him. But that's when that joke was actually good. Back yeah, then. no, it was good. Because no, I did. That's like I ate much. myself. That's a damn good joke, actually. That's it's not, not bad. bad. Oh, <laughs> I got props. Yes. Look at this. Got, Even if you weren't the boss, I would still enjoy that one. The fact that you're the boss doesn't hurt. But even if you weren't, I would enjoy that one. Fucking worms looking for a fucking raise. Again, love you, and, and what about also before we, I, I have to do this? Uh, not that I have to. I, I eagerly look forward to doing this, Reed. Dude, um, but before, what about um, what about Rumble Johnson? Is he fighting Cormier next? I mean, or, or what's happening? I don't know. We got to see what happens with John Jones. Uh, in a perfect world, I want John Jones versus Anthony Johnson. Ooh, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, you know, for the interim title. Then the winner of that fight faces uh, Cormier f to see who the champ is. Wow. Now, the interim title would just be... To, 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 is Cormier hurt or no? Jones has the interim title. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay, so it's Jones, uh, Cormier's champion. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to see that fight. Is there any progress? Because he came online and he, and he put on a video and he said things are looking good and, and yeah, what, it's kind of stalled. I honestly don't know what's going on. He, needs, he still needs to go before the Nevada State Athletic Commission. So, 
But it is possible that he's not going to be out for two years. That's a possibility. It is. Okay. Good. Jimmy. What's that? You know one reason why what I miss about fighting and I, why I wish I was still fighting? Hmm. Do you know why? You know where I'm going with this? So I could be on the scale in my MeUndies. You know, Matt, in all honesty, I, I, we, not even forget the read, but I'd say I would love to see that. I mean, we oh, all. Oh, is that what we're talking about now? Well, I mean, I will if you want to. Oh, because God, I love my MeUndies. Matt, Dana, did you ever try MeUndies? I haven't. No? No, they sent me some for my kids. Oh, man. Well, listen, put, you get some for yourself. For yourself. You know, yeah. I go to Commando always. I do. I'm not going to show you my other way now. It's going to get weird. I just usually show <laughs> yeah. it's just me and Jimmy in here. You cut a hole in the back. It's really creepy. <laughs> Uh, now you wear, honestly, your hog looks amazing in these. Now that's True. not part of the read, but I stood profile on the mirror. I'm like, what, I don't know what this did, but this it's is just, phenomenal. It, it make it like, like an illusion. Yeah, buy me undies just for that. They make your package look amazing. Um, you wear underwear every day, and most of us obviously do. It's time to try something better. MeUndies has created the world's most comfortable underwear with a blend of fabric that is three times softer than cotton. Now, I wear these things almost every day, and I'm not just saying this because I read. They really are comfortable. And I have, like, little weird designs on mine. They're almost like little SpongeBob I, that's, weird that's creature the one designs. I, I, that's my favorite pair. Girls get a kick out of it. They giggle. They love they, the way they feel. Like, they, they're so soft. They're giggling at the underwear. I would hope. Yeah, the, the MeUndies? Yeah, I would hope, because then I take them off and they vomit. Uh, now, when you feel awesome from the inside out, you look awesome from the inside out. When you upgrade your underwear game, Everyone wins. Life feels better in MeUndies. MeUndies is made from modal. It's a fabric that's three times softer than cotton. And MeUndies has tons of colors and patterns from classic to bold to adventurous, as I just discussed. Mm -hmm. I wear the, uh, the ones that have the little patterns on them. And uh, it makes me feel really kind of weird and comfortable and sexy at the same time. All orders in the U.S. and Canada ship for free. And if you don't love your first pair, uh, you'd be an idiot and you will love them. MeUndies will pay you back and you can keep it for free. No questions asked. Uh, so for a limited time, MeUndies is offering the 20% off your first order at MeUndies.com slash UFC. Now, if you don't love your first pair, it's free. And I'm not going to ask you why with a bunch of questions. No one's going to show up at your house and point at your dick and go, what's wrong with your underwear? You just get to keep them and they'll pay you back. So make sure you go to MeUndies.com slash UFC to get 20% off your first order and use my link so they know that we sent you because Matt and I are really hanging on by our fingernails here. So we need you guys to go and order MeUndies. Thank you. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage approval process into the 21st century. Fast, powerful, and completely online, Rocket Mortgage has taken all the complicated, time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. Hate searching through stacks of old files and paperwork? Of course you do. With Rocket Mortgage, you can easily share your bank statements and pay stubs at the touch of one button, helping you get approved in minutes for a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to your unique financial situation. Even better, with Rocket Mortgage, you can do all of this on your phone or your tablet. It's a quick online process that you can manage from the convenience of your couch. So if you're looking to refinance your mortgage or buy a home, check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com unfiltered. That's quickenloans.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Khabib is 7-0 uh, right now in the UFC. And Why did I think 10-0? Was I mixing him up with Well, I mean, he's 23-0 uh, overall. Oh, so. okay. 
Right. He's a freaking stud. All right, so I'm not stupid. I just made an understandable error. Nah, yeah, of course. Right. Hey, uh, did you check out that Spice Leaf fight versus, uh, oh, yeah. versus uh, Santos, oh, yeah. Diago Santos? Holy shit, man. Nasty, huh? You know, I, that was, I awesome. was nuts over that. I bet you were. Oh. What about, um, what about um, oh, God, what's his name? Eric Silva. Which one? So when, when Oh, that was, when a, that like was a prelim, right? He backs up okay. and takes his back. Oh, Eric Silva. He was on. A, he was a way prelim, right? The yeah, fuck, man? Eric I Silva. missed that one. Tell me what happened. So you know how you're in a scramble and the guy's like trying to grab your feet to pull yeah. you back to the ground, yeah. and you like try to rip away, and, yeah. and you're 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 like he's behind you and you're running in the opposite direction of him. Yeah, he looked back and he grabbed his foot, so he just started walking backwards and stepped over him and took his back. Oh yeah, and sunk in a choke and choked him out. Was that on Fight Pass? Was it that was on the, awesome? Was that on? Uh, no, it was on. It, it was, was on, on Fox. Yeah, I got one, that yeah. on tape. Then I got. The, I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, yeah. I, I only watched uh, uh, the main and the co-main because I was in. Uh, where the fuck was I? I was away and I was having bad reception in my stupid yeah. hotel. Eric Silva, man, like, when he shows up, man, the guy's he shows coming right here and he's trying to grab. Yeah, he's back here. He saw that he was down there on his hands and knees, like going for his foot, and he steps right over him oh, like this, uh, puts his hooks in, takes his back, and chokes him. How long did that fight go? It was, was it, pretty sweet. It was a long fight. It was either the first round or the second round. Dude, he's yeah. explosive, uh, Eric Silva. Well, Eric Silva he's looked really promising at one time, you know? I know. And he started fighting some tough dudes, and he lost a he couple fell of off big a fights. Yeah. yeah. At one point, he was like, yo, explosive, yep. and this and that. He was supposed to be the next guy. And then he had some, and it, well, maybe he's getting his uh, his legs back now. Because that was fun. And the, and again, the spice, Spicely. 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 <laughs> fucking Jimmy Jimmy just always has to deal with me uh, that was a great fight man it was a great fight I I, I mean that because that guy was a stud man the other guy and that's a big upset you know what I mean mm-hmm. jujitsu wise you know what I'm talking about you You watched that one or you didn't no, see I that no I only one? watched two fights you missed that one no because I can't remember where I was this week I, I fucking lost my uh I was in oh, Toronto I was in Toronto in my hotel I was yeah. having problems with the stupid reception I love Toronto I like it yeah looking for a fight Toronto yeah, I want to no? go somewhere further. I mean, I, Toronto is a great. It's city. like a, cl- it's like a nice, it's like a cleaner New it's York where everybody's nice. Yeah, I know. Everybody's so nice. I know. <laughs> Why don't I you like that? Yeah, it's not my people. No, <laughs> no, I like Boston. Boston yeah. is where I go. Yeah. I like Boston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. want to do a Boston one? I'll yeah, Boston although I want to go overseas. Dana's trying to get me somewhere yeah. close. We'll put you on a yeah. train. You go right up. Boston. <laughs> I know yeah. what Dana's doing. <laughs> Jersey, Jim, they're your people. <laughs> Let's do the New York looking for a fight. Yeah, I'll just have to show up. Oh, fuck. It's fucking great. Yeah, Boston, Thailand, same thing. Whatever you want. So you want to go out of the country? No, if, if, it, if it makes sense. I want to go somewhere fun. But uh, I, I think it's such a... It's of course such a, it makes sense. Yeah, wherever it does. I want to go wherever you want. Wherever you want me, I'll go. You know that. All right. I'm Ooh, happy you're going to gonna have to be a part of it, though. You're going to uh, you're gonna have to do shit. Ugh, I'm yeah, really bad at that well, stuff. Well, here's, here's the good part. We won't ride bulls. We won't get tased. Um, we're not doing stand-up comedy because you'll fucking... Yeah, we're not doing stand-up comedy. Thank God. You'll be a bigger cheater. That, out you'll of be all a bigger the things we did, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I fucking cheated and I still had a hard time with it. Imagine if I didn't cheat. I would have had a heart attack. That was still... The hardest was, thing I've ever done. That was, Is it really? Uh, people say that. Hey, man, I told, I told Jimmy, and Jimmy... You know, and, I'm, and I talk about it on t- time to time here because it's such a good, great experience. I had such a great experience on there. And then I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I did four minutes. I'm talking to one of the best comedians in the fucking world right here next to me. So I don't know if you just shit on that. But then no. Jimmy told me, he goes, he goes, listen, if I had a four minute fight in the octagon, I'd be talking about it still. So that made a little bit more sense. To yeah, me. it's fucking it made me feel awesome. better than bragging about my lousy four minutes. Dude, if it's not, <laughs> if it's not what you do, not your comp- they say people's greatest fear is public speaking, which is yeah. shocking to me. But it, it be, above death is public speaking. I don't know what it is we're all so afraid of. Well, I mean, the other thing, too, I'm not afraid of public speaking at no. all. I public speak. 
all the that's time. That's true. Yeah. Spoke of, spoke of the fucking convention for Christ's sake. Killed. Oh, believe me, I'm going to ask you about that too. You know, yeah. I, I don't Ugh. give a fuck about public speaking. Mm. That's not public speaking. That's you have to go up in front of people and make them laugh. Yeah. And that is not easy and it is not fun, man. Let me tell you, I was fucking dying. So You were very funny. What did you say was sweating on the way down? Your yeah, my arms, arms were fucking sweating. <laughs> yeah. Arms don't sweat. Yeah. Right? So so the uh you know, I, I had this idea in my head of us going in and doing stand up. Like <laughs> I, I've been to the you know, I've been to the Laugh Factory, I've been to the uh what's the big one that Rogan does and, and the car theater, I think. Comedy store. Oh, the store. Comedy store. You like, and Liddell came and saw me at the fucking uh, improv, and Liddell was heckling right. me. The improv. That's right. We, I've been to all these places, <laughs> you know. And I said, "We'll end, we'll show up at a place, and there'll be yeah. a few people there." That's what we'll I fucking, thought was going down. That's what the fucking place sold out. Sold out, packed to the fucking rafters. Yeah. The play. I'm like. Holy and they're like uh, comedy UFC edition, and they had the yeah. pictures of us up there with with these other comedians, like and then David Spade is his is Dana's buddy, so he did him a solid and came through. I'm like, dude, I go, what, Jimmy? I was nervous. I, and let me tell you, when we did all this stuff like the bull, we didn't really have much time to really get nervous because right. it was very quick. We thought it was. We thought we were walking into something different with that. We thought right. we'd have like little beginner bulls, right. even though right, that sounds right, like right. stupid. But sure. I didn't know. And then we had these beasts, and we didn't really have time to really let it set set in. But taste, jump in the ocean, ride the bulls, yeah. all the shit we've done. Fucking yeah. comedy was the worst. What is that when you're walking on for the? It's been again. It's been so many years since I've done the first one. What do you think? Like, what is the big fear when you're walking in that they won't laugh or that it's just going to like what? No, is, so, well, for me, I. There's a lot of things that, that, that you think about. First of all, I have to memorize my lines, okay? Uh, you got to memorize your fucking joke. If you fuck up your joke, yeah, you're right. done, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's the timing of it. You have, to, you have to remember the joke, and then right. you have to time it right, okay? Then you have to remember the follow-up joke and the next joke, and you, you want to close strong, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and you got to make people fucking laugh, man. So if, if that... If you don't mix that whole fucking pot together the right way, you are going to fucking bomb. You just gave a better description of stand-up than I would have. But yeah, that's, right? That's absolutely, that's correct. You have to, it's, it's the timing and it's all of the stuff that, uh, you know, that's why I tend never to close strong. I like to just go up there, open with a bang, and then peter out. That's how I, <laughs> yeah. It takes all the pressure off closing. I'll, I'll tell you, though, but walking off that stage, I felt like I want to fight, though, Jimmy. That's what I felt like. It's a high, oh, right? Oh, my God. I was, I was... Bear hugging fucking Brian Cantlin. I was just so happy. I don't know. I, I just I was texting him from the balcony of my. He went right home after that. So <laughs> so so he we were in L.A. So he was home in like forty five minutes in his jet, and I'm on the balcony of this the hotel, and I felt it had that that high of where I I had a fight. I I, I was texting him like, dude, we were just at the, at the um where were we at the fucking land factory. factory. I mean, dude, I I can't believe it. I mean, that was I I, I still I still. I'm so happy. Do you remember that first? Is the whole thing a blur, or do you remember that first laugh, like the feeling? Because when I first started, but the hardest part was hearing my voice over a microphone. I'd never publicly spoken before like that. So, I, and I was terrible. I was filthy. They fucking hated me. Um, did you remember that first laugh coming at you? How that felt? That like, okay, I can, I can yeah, make well, this work. I, I broke the ice with everybody who laughs gets tickets to oh, yeah. two hundred <laughs> right away. <laughs> right so that's away, how it you, broke the ice. You know, you got them on his side early. <laughs> but then, you know, you're, the thing is with stand up comedy. You can get up there. Hey, everybody gets tickets. The place goes crazy. You're never out of the fucking water, man. No. You're never out of the deep water in no. comedy because, again, you got to time your next joke. You got, you got, you, you have to fucking nail everything you say. And like you said, Jimmy, like they might give you the like. I, at first, I'm like, ah, well, it was a UFC crowd. They wanted us to do well, 
But if we would have ate a dick, we would have ate a dick. Oh, yeah. yeah. They won't give I mean? you a whole lot of time. Yeah. Even when Seinfeld goes on or uh, you know any of those big Chris Rock at the Comedy Cellar, they get a couple of courtesy minutes, but you better be funny after that. Right? right. You know, the crowd won't give it. They won't yell, you suck at Jerry Seinfeld. But I've seen him not get laughs on jokes. I've seen Chris Rock go up there and fucking, you know, struggle for a while working on material out of a notebook. So, yeah, you guys earned the laughs. I didn't give them to you. It's humbling. Yeah, right? well, I don't know. I bombed that's enough. A, that's <laughs> a fucking crazy business, man. I'll tell you, it is. I I can public speak all fucking day long. You fucking, I'm. People always ask me if I was nervous at the convention. Not even a fucking little bit. You really yeah. weren't. I was because you did well. You didn't seem un, you seemed unfazed. Not even that much. Wasn't nervous at all. Rolled in there, said what I had to fucking say, and bounced. I mean, that's it. When I'm when I'm talking about things that I believe or that I'm passionate about or that I'm you know. I don't care. I can go in there and talk all day. Stand-up comedy, I give it to you guys, man. I don't ever want to do that again. I'd rather ride a fucking bull. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. I'm one and done with that shit, only because we did well. You don't, you want to leave on a high note. Yeah, it was like that 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 time I told you about the, the Brazilian girl, and I tried to do the second date to capture the feeling of the first date, and it was a fucking mess. Wait, what? You weren't here that day. I wasn't. I don't know what you're talking about. I think Kenzo was here that day, wasn't he? he? blew a second date? I was saying, you, 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 you have a good experience... One night, I got a nice date with this Brazilian girl, and, and when I was in Brazil back in the day, and so everything went right. The so uh, the next day, my friends were going out. Oh man, going to a house party in Rio somewhere. I'm like, oh man, they go come with us. I go, you know what? I want to go back on that date with Fernanda. I had such a great time. Oh my god, why was it bad? I tell you, it was like my Delante fight. When we got to it, it was over before it began. And uh, it was a poor performance. And everything Good. that could have went wrong led wrong. Like, we were going to pull into a motel, right? Because the night before, we were at a beach, right? After a night at the club. And we had a nice time. But meanwhile, I didn't know it was dangerous down there. Oh. Where freaking uh, my friends were like, my little Brazilian buddies, like, man, you don't go there, man. They shoot you. They grab the girl. I go, holy shit, man. So we went to a hotel the next day, right? And they, it's one of those things where the, 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 you pull into like a, you pull into it like an opening uh, garage garage thing, and she fucking caught her car on the side of it. So she was a brand new car where she's scraping, and the four Brazilians had to come up and lift over the the bottom of it oh. to get. So I mean, this is before. I mean, it's ruined. The whole night was shit. Yeah. <laughs> so my point is. Don't try, don't try to capture that Leave on a moment. high note. Leave on a fucking high note. If I would have left after right. that first date, I would have been thinking I about- I didn't know where you were going with this, but now it all makes That's, sense. Yeah. So does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. How did we get started with this? We were yeah. just talking hey, about any on a high it note. It ain't getting any fucking better than what we did at th that night. It oh, fuck no. That's the point. Why? I'm not going to do better than that. No. Yeah. And I don't have any more jokes. I had my one Adrian bit. I threatened good. I, got, I got a question for you. So Chris Rock, that's a, that's a good question. So- um, you remember when he came out with his first HBO special that it's, and it was just fucking True. killed it. I mean, it was, it was one of the funniest things I've ever yeah. seen. His first special. Then he followed that up with, uh, I think it was called bigger and blacker and, and, and it was good. Yeah. How do you, how do you fucking just hit a couple of home runs like that? And then, and then just sort of, well, you I know, mean, it's, it's tough to hit, to, to, to have that perfect show with the timing of what's going on in your life at that time and all the things that you're sure. hitting on from the fucking minute he opened his mouth on that HBO special till his last fucking thing on the mic. It was all just unfucking believable So funny and shit that I was like, uh, you know, you walk around telling your friends, did you hear Chris yeah. Fox? And then he hasn't had a special like that in years. Well, he hasn't done as many too. It's, it's what happens, I think, is like, you're wherever you are in your life. Sometimes it all just works amazingly well. One like Richard Pryor, I think, is the greatest comic ever. And when you look at Richard Pryor filmed live in concert, which he did in Long Beach, 
Uh, Here and Now from New Orleans is not as good as that. Uh, Live on the Sunset Strip, where he had after he was burned, was not as good as that. So you're going to have one that is kind of your the zenith. You're lucky to get that, right? You know, but most guys don't bang out consistently on the same level. It's hard to do, and it might not be your first special. It might be your second or your third that's your most brilliant. You know, for him, it happened to maybe be that one. So I don't have an answer for that other than it's just the luck of the draw. There's always going to be one that's your best that everybody. It's like dice clay. The one that dice people people remember was either the first one or the garden. One of those two. The other ones have been very good, but not what the first two were. Right. Plus, you don't catch people off guard as much the second <clears throat> and third time. You know, that's they, a good point. That's catch, a good point. Catch him off guard the first time. I seen, uh, I remember the, a special with Cat Williams, and I thought it was the funniest thing. He's I a funny fuck, man. It was so funny. Yeah. And then the, I saw one after that. I'm like, oh, let me watch him again. It was fucking shit. I've never seen I just it. didn't like it. I was just like, man, this is not as good. The first one, it was, I was dying. Man. I, don't, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything more than five minutes of him. I try not to watch other yeah, comics. Yeah, you tell me that. But he's just a funny dude, man. He's, yeah. he's, he's really, uh, I did my... I think I did uh, an HBO special around the same time he did, and his is the one that took off. There was like four of us that shot them. Uh, I shot with Bob Saget, D.L. Hughley, me, and Dave Attell, and then Kat did his. That's a guy that's pretty consistently. Attell? Oh, D.L.'s great. Yeah. D.L. always has funny, topical. He's a brilliant comic. He's very consistent. I, I, I like watching a lot of his stuff. He has a different, unpredictable angle, too. Like, you know, he'll always come at you from a way that's smart. And even if you don't agree with this point, you know why he came to the conclusion that he came to. Right. And when you talk for Trump, too, I meant to ask you this because you seem very. I didn't realize you guys had such a longstanding relationship. This right. was not even about politics, it was more about you know this guy. Right. That, that, that he's, you know, he's a friend and he, he is. Uh, he's been supportive of me in the UFC back in a time when nobody was. And this is one of those guys that Donald Trump. Everything that's ever happened to me in my life, right? This guy would reach out and say, "Hey, man, congratulations! I always knew you'd do it. Hey, congratulations on your success." You know, he's one of those kind of guys, and he's also one of those kind of guys that if you sat down and he was here in this room and we were all hanging out with him, let me tell you what—you would completely change your opinion if you had a negative opinion right. with him. You know. I should get him in here on the podcast. Yeah, I would love that. Actually, yeah, that would be we would that. enjoy that quite a bit. I've gotten a lot of shit for uh, you know. He, he, I don't agree with everything he says, but there's something about I him I really like. I agree. I, I don't agree with everything he says either. And and I think some of the things that he does say isn't exactly what he means. Yeah, you know, let's let's build a wall and and all that. So I, what he's really saying is, people who are coming in from these other countries need to do it. The old school way through Ellis Island and you register and you get your paperwork done. He's talking about people that are sneaking into the country. Um, just doesn't always choose the best. Uh, you know, it's almost like when he gets in front of the camera, he gets a little too hyped up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're at a point, you know, this 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 race is one of the most angry um hate-fueled races in the history of, yeah. of, 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 of a presidential you know, election. Right. It's so crazy. People are so nutty on one side or the other, you know, and, and, and if you say, if you say you're a Trump supporter, you're a racist. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> or if you say, it's like you can't say you like Trump or Hillary. It's, it's, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yes, you can fall, you, you can, 
be a supporter of whoever you want. And this, that's what this country was fucking built on. For yeah. Sake. And people, people is eating, you know, and, and I, I side with him as of right now more than her. But it's funny to watch how much people hate her irrationally. It's like she's just a lady running for president. Why do you hate her somewhat? Like, yeah. who gives a, she's done a lot of public service, whether people like it or not. She's been right. in the game for a long time. She's yeah. not, she's brilliant. I mean, like, you know, why do you fucking hate her too? I, I don't yeah. get the reaction. There's to these never people. been a, an election in, that I can remember in history that is more hate fueled than this one. Man. Well, the debates, uh, this is airing Tuesday morning. Um, so we all watched the debates last night, but uh, that's going to be a fun one uh, to see. Though It's amazing how I've never seen people so interested in two people yeah. meeting at a debate. The, the the ratings are going to be ridiculous for this thing. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be gigantic. Um, but it's fun to watch how angry people get when you say something nice about one of them, right? You know, you or that you're that you're a supporter. Yeah, they get really pissed off and uh, like you're every. You know. So the Fertitas have you know never told me not to do anything. Everybody told me not to go to this. They this, did right this convention. Everybody did, and I said I don't give a fuck. Fuck it. I, why do I live here? Right. Why I live in this fucking country if I can't go say this is the guy I fucking support? And he's also and, taking care of you and, and every, treated yeah, you well. Exactly. No, he's, he's a friend. Yeah. And uh, and 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 people are just other people are cowards. They're afraid to, to to say, hey, this is who I support. Whether it's Hillary, you know, and you support, good for you. It's like one of the things that I don't do. Like I'm supporting Trump, but I don't bash Hillary supporters. The Hillary supporters bash the shit out of people who they almost make. You almost have to be afraid. To publicly say you support Trump, right? Because people are going to think you're a fucking racist or, or some type. You know, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know who you are, and you know why you're doing something. Exactly. And uh, I had I interviewed a woman. It was funny from uh, for this other project I did um, for Black Lives Matters, and she was a very powerful speaker. And she's like, "Why do you support?" So, so I told her why I like Trump, and she goes, "All right, that's the best reason I've heard." Like I gave her a, a logical reason. She's like, "All right, that's the best defense that I've heard, or the best." like reason for liking him that I've heard just because I like him so we'll see what happens it's kind of fun to watch but people immediately judge you until you explain why you like something they're like oh alright that makes sense I can relate right. to that Right. but it's fun to watch everybody getting so mad we're alive at a great time this it's, is a fun time to be alive it's pretty crazy right yeah it I'm really is I'm shooting a stand up special and I'm, I pushed it back a month because I can't have it released in February and not know who the president is it will seem stupid to have President Trump where President Hillary Clinton, our first female, and not mention it. It just seems weird. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So you think it's a good point. It's going to be fucking crazy, man, when people start voting. And, and I think that there's a lot of people who won't admit publicly that they're Trump supporters, but when they get in that room by themselves and have to push a button... I think a lot more are going to push that button than you realize. Yeah, I mean, uh, there is concerns about her health too, which is not a media-driven paranoia. It's like I, I watch it. I'm like, Ugh, you know, is she okay? I, yeah. I don't even know. It's. I think they should all just have to tell us everything. Like literally, if you want to run the country, I don't care what side you're on. I should be able to take your fucking cell phone and see who you're texting. Right. You know, if you want to make decisions that affect my my life, I should be able to know everything about you. Sure. You know, Anthony Weiner. Jesus, what a creep this guy turned out to be. <laughs> oh, my God. Something new with him? No, it's just the same nonsense. And that was a 15-year-old. Like, what the fuck? What? Are you? Was it? Oh, texting a 50. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're investigating him for... What a creepy dude. Ooh, that's a bad one. That's a terrible yeah, one. That's a bad one. Isn't it amazing? What a, what a what a bunch of creeps are in that business, man. Yeah. So Trump and Hillary are probably two of the better <laughs> ones you're going to get. There's, there's a lot you're of creepy right. people in that fucking job. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to switch gears, too, because I also wanted to... I've been listening to... Uh, I thought Dominic Cruz did an amazing job um, as a, as a uh, color commentator. Good. He is fucking great. He's very good. He, he is... 
super knowledgeable, and I think that his work um, on Fox has gotten him obviously comfortable on camera and speaking. And you know, he is very Rogan-esque in, in that he can start breaking down what's happening while it's happening. Matt's actually good at that too. Yep. Matt, I don't I don't know about if Matt would ever want to do that job. I don't know if that's that's kind of Matt's thing. Um, but but when we're at looking for a fight and Matt is breaking down what's going on while it's happening, he'll say, watch what's going to happen here, and he usually calls what's happening before it happens. Um, th- it's a talent. It's a really, uh, uh, you know, he's a talented speaker anyway, Sarah. And I think that, um, that Dominic is there now, too. I think the Fox deal has really helped him out. Yeah, because I find it really interesting listening to him. Like, you know, he's, he knows what he's talking about. It's, he does it without emotion. He's just kind of telling you this is what's going to happen and this is what he's trying to do, and he seems to be right most of the time. Now, TJ called him out, uh, and I know that that does, you know, people in, in UFC do hear that when someone calls someone out, and you guys see if it has any value. Uh, who do you see Cruz fighting next? Yeah, we're, we're looking at either, obviously, TJ Dillashaw or Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, yeah, Cody's, that guy's in the wings right there yeah. waiting. Did you hear what TJ said about making a hundred grand bet? Yes, oh, I did. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, I th- this I makes th- it a little spicy. He's like, I got a hundred. I'll throw a hundred G's on myself. He's like, you know, it seems like that you want a money fight. It. Here's your money fight. He's telling him. So I don't know. I mean, they had a nice. They had a. They had a, a good fight the first time. Very good fight. Very good fight. Very technical. I mean, holy shit. You know, they were. I mean, they were all over the place. Dillashaw's Fuck. a stud, man. I, I yeah. love that kid. He's a killer, too. He, yeah. He, he comes in, no, he does. throws everything with bad intentions, and tries to put you away. And, uh, you know, Dominic is... For Dominic to come back from all the yeah. injuries and the layoff and, and look like he looked that night, unbelievable. Yeah, but Cody's also... Uh, Cody Garber, and you can't... Uh, he, maybe he's not. That's the thing. He's a fucking beast. And Dillashaw was... was uh, saying, man, don't let me get fucking stepped over by somebody who hasn't... I said, dude, this guy has yeah. has been fucking killing people. You know what I mean? To say that he doesn't deserve yeah. this shot is crazy, too. Especially what he just did to uh, Almeida. Exactly. He fucking laid Undefeated. Yeah. 21-0, and I think, right? Yep. 22-0. and 22-0. and um, Okay, so we don't know what's going to happen with that. How about tonight? I want to add Mickey Gall back to Mickey Gall, who I really like called out sage um do you well, see that's any- interesting yeah what do you think yeah. of that two guys from uh looking dana for- white looking for a fight <laughs> is that a show that you're on oh shit yeah <laughs> on youtube check that out people but they're, uh, they're gonna have to still yeah. everybody who listens to the podcast is gonna have to come up with like a drinking game every time <laughs> matt says looking for a fight <laughs> on here you have to drink thing. you know what shit face six minutes into the podcast uh, you know why because i love that fucking i you know what i love doing jimmy and he was and dana was just trying to uh, he was telling me I'd, I'd, I'd be decent at the uh, the color commentary but it's different when I'm with Dana on the show like I don't even think of the cameras I'm just with my buddies hanging out talking about the fights it's what I like to do it's just awesome. like I'm in here hanging out with you Jimmy we have such a good time yeah. I get a little nervous I told him like when I did the Fox work when I have like an earpiece in and I'm right. talking about this stuff I could talk fights all day long but then I'm talking I'm looking at Rashad Evans and I could tell he doesn't really give a shit what I'm saying. He's thinking about <laughs> he's thinking about what he's going to say. And then I got in my ear someone going rap. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. And I got ADD. So I'm just, everything I'm thinking about is out the fucking window. Always afraid of fuck's going to come out of my mouth. You see my, you see what I'm saying? Sure. So that's why I keep asking True. Dana, when are we going on the road? The, the, the look, Dana White looking for a fight. UFC unfiltered. Then teaching some arm locks. This is, I have a good life. 
So you enjoy doing like the commentating without the pressure of doing the yes. commentating. You enjoy it just for yes, the fun and I like it. talking about the yeah, fights. I think, I think for yeah. for him and I both, we like being fans. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. You go in there. I don't ever get to be a fucking fan. I have to sit there, emotionless, and watching the production and calling them and don't do this, don't do that, and then fucking something happens in the back. I got to run in the back and all this shit's going on. <clears throat> we do looking for a fight. I'm telling you, man. And this is no Matt. Tell me if I'm bullshitting. We have so much fucking fun on this show. Oh, man. We go into these towns. We eat great food. We go do stupid shit. And then we go to fights and we get to be fans of the fights. It That's is it. the best fucking show. To f- I'm telling you, man. Watch when you, when you come with us. Yeah. That's the job, Jimmy. That's it. Jimmy. That's the job. If there was, if there was uh, what, me and you in Vegas, us at the uh, fights, if there was, I mean, that's the job. That us was, watching the fights. That talking. was a really fun trip i was i was like a little fucking uh, like a little contest winner <laughs> sitting on the bus with all the fighters i was so happy <laughs> Overeem wouldn't even look at me i tried to say hi to him like hi he's like this is fucking creeper. <laughs> they let anybody on this bus yeah no, they funny. know i'm not a fighter it's really weird to be in a situation where you know that absolutely you're the weakest link in that situation uh, that's an odd no, place we're, to a, be. we're a team i'll pick you up like a fucking bat I appreciate I'll be taking that. out Overeem's knees. Matt, Matt is <laughs> very you. good to go around with. There's not one person we met, not one fighter that doesn't fucking love Matt Sarah. He's yeah. a great guy to go around. That's with. true. Did you guys bump into Hughes? <laughs> I say, you know what? There's a great. I went over and said hello to him, and he wasn't too friendly. I you know, know you no. know what? You know what's funny? Uh, we had that big bus we were on. That was a big bus that to take fun. us from the uh, the hotel we were at to either the uh, for the fights or even to the um, uh, what is it? The expo. So then we jumped on one time, and it was uh, it was actually we, I don't were you with were you with me too? I, I went uh, no. so when we went on the one bus and it was too crowded. Were you with me? No, uh, thank Aljo, God. Aljo was with me, so it was too crowded. So I go, oh, there's a little bus over there. I go, let me jump in. Let's see where that's going. So we jump on. Are you going to the uh, the fights? Yeah. So me and Aljo jump on. I saw Ross Pearson with his there with his beautiful wife, and I hey Ross. Who's in the back with his fucking reading glasses on? Fucking use. I go, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I go, of all the fucking bosses. Uber, where are you? So anyway. Did you guys say hello? No, fuck no. We don't talk. Oh, he used to say hello to me, but he used to always go, hey, champ. And I'm like, oh, uh, God, fuck. And then I had to say, shake his hand. But he has, ever since I said that, he must have heard me saying that he comes up to me, hey, champ, and he knows I don't like it, so he doesn't say nothing to me anymore. This is why I love Matt, because Matt is really <laughs> magnanimous for a minute, and then he just gets into it. Like, Matt will go, hey, you know, I wish him a lot of luck, and then fucking, really, do you? You know that fucking cocksucker? <laughs> and then he just can't hold back. <laughs> Listen, I always thought that I was the guy that, I, you know, I prided oh, myself on. You knew where you stood with me. Yeah. Boy, fucking nobody more than Matt Sarah. Do you know Shit. where you stand with it, with this fucking guy? Uh, well, I love well, that's you that's guys. a nice quality to have, though. I mean, that's, <laughs> people can sense when you're genuine, uh, and people can sense when you're bullshit. That's why people like Nate Diaz because there's just there's no lying in that guy. You, you, I don't think he's he could lie if he had to. He just yeah. whatever he wants to say, he says. Well, that's Tyson. Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. yeah we absolutely. got to get him on here, man. I, I, don't, I never met him. I met him once. The fact that I just said him. Mike Tyson. Who the fuck else could he have met? <laughs> no, Sicily. Tyson. Stupid. <laughs> the model. <laughs> Who is it? Say it again. I missed no, it. I said, no, Sicily. <laughs> um, yeah, I would love to have Mike. I saw him at uh, his, uh, I went and saw his one man show. He's doing that at the MGM now, yep. which is kind of cool. He's like expanding on it. And I think awesome. he's, he's doing another book. You've never seen that. The Tyson, the, uh, the uh, Undisputed Truth. Very, very good. I went to the to the friends and family one that they did when he first started. You know, they work out their material and stuff, yeah. and he was great. Yeah, it, and if you're a Tyson fan, you have to go. If you're not a Tyson fan, you know, one way or the other, 
it's still very entertaining. Yeah, I, I went with a friend of mine, the, a woman who's my opener, and we went to, in Vegas. I'd seen it before. I saw it at the Beacon here. And uh, he's made a lot of changes to it. So it was kind of interesting to see the things that he's added or improv And I saw him back. I asked his wife after. I'm like, has he, like, he said a couple of things. I'm like, has he said that on stage yet? And she's like, no, that just kind of flew out. <laughs> so he re there really is a brutal honesty to him. Oh, he's, yeah. He is. He doesn't give a shit. No. He'll, he'll, he'll lay everything right out on the table and tell you everything, man. Great. You think Sarah's bad. Holy shit. Tyson, Tyson doesn't give a shit. And Flavor Flav was there that night. Yeah. And it was so funny because I'm sitting one play and Flav is in the middle. And I turned, I, I, Flav was with this young dude. And I'm like, who the fuck is that Flav? There's something about Flav I don't know. But it turns out it was Ali's grandson. He took him to oh, see yeah, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, he's very into Gorman football. Yeah. What's Gorman Flavor football? Flav. Uh, Bishop Gorman High School. They're the number one oh. uh, uh, high school team in the country. That's where Lorenzo and I went to school. Okay. Yeah. And Ali's son. Uh, grandson pl played with Lorenzo's son Nico. Oh, okay. And yeah. he's boxing now, I think, too. Is yeah, he yeah so he goes down to the gym and boxes. Yeah, yeah. Flav was there. He was a little, uh, I believe he had tipped a few back before <laughs> yeah. the show. Flav was, uh, <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, you know, if you've seen Mike do that, you know that he he has a, a method to it. There's a pattern. He, yeah. say, he knows what he's saying. It's kind of, you know, and Flav's just yelling stuff out in the it's middle of it. I'm like, Flav, it's not the right time. Right. He's screaming, New York! It's like, we know. Right? But <laughs> he's, he grew up in Freeport, a couple of towns away from me when growing up. Yeah, he well, jumped he's, up and he's he's hugged Tyson Island on boy. stage. It was really uncomfortable. Was he wearing a clock? <laughs> You know what? Oh, I don't. Of course, yes, he was. Did he have a yeah, clock on? He I... absolutely had a clock. He doesn't not wear a clock. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of hard I, for him to fucking. He was stay. at the last UFC event that uh, it was. A, he had the clock on the whole deal. Yeah, he's actually a really good dude. Flavor I like Flav. Yeah, he's he's crazy, but he's a good dude. Yeah, and he was a little chatty backstage. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Mike was trying to take off, and Flav was having quite a lovely chat. I'm like, all right, I gotta go. I remember, he was <laughs> hanging out with Bridget Nielsen. Remember that on that show? Yeah, oh, yeah. I love her. She met Stallone by sending naked photos. How fucking crazy! Did she really? That? That's how she met really? Stallone. Yeah. No way. Oh yeah, God, that, wow. you know you look good naked when they write an extra Rocky for you. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky. Boy. That's fascinating. I never yeah. knew that. I believe she said him it was naked Polaroids at the time or whatever. Really? Was, yeah, I've heard the story many many years ago, wow. but it made me just love her. And who would think that wouldn't last? It, well, I know, but right? did he marry her? He, oh yeah, he married yeah, her. Yeah, no, he, married. he married her. Right? Oh, well, listen, you ever see Red Sonia? I'll fucking whack off to that right now. <laughs> no, Red Sonia, no? No. She was like the female Conan, Conan Barbarian. It was like a, she was in that. Conan was in that. And Conan was in that. Conan the Barbarian? Conan O'Brien. Fucking, what's his name? Arnold was in that. Oh, I swear. Okay. And he played the exact guy. As uh, he played the exact, but he wasn't Conan, but he was like another barbarian. Oh. Chris, the producer, do you know anything about this? I'm not familiar. Uh, with way to help me out there, but now is that rumor true that she looked him up uh, that she sent him nude photos? I'm googling it. But Did you ever see Cobra? Yeah, oh, Cobra's okay. awesome. <laughs> I, I didn't you didn't like it? it? I'm no, gonna, I'm gonna blow this Cobra. place up. I don't shop here. I don't like anybody. That, I don't like, like anybody that shop. shoots with sunglasses on. So oh, not, I love on. that movie. You enjoyed that it? Was, yeah. Big. The guy. The, <laughs> the guys. Remember that when? Remember when the guy's parked in a spot and he's got the cigarette smoking, and, yeah. and Stallone oh, yeah. goes over and says, "Hey, it's bad for you." And he goes, "What?" And he grabs the cigarette. It's bad for your health. Down, yeah. And rips his shirt off and goes, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rips it off with a bunch of gangsters oh, yeah, there. It's bad for your health. Yeah. What's that? Me. He rips his shirt in half. Now, has he ever been to a fight? I, I know Arnold went yeah. to one. Uh, yeah. uh, Stallone's come. Been, yeah, Stallone's, Stallone's a fan and Stallone's a good dude. Um, you know, uh, I've, had a, I've had a few dealings with him. I like him a lot. Yeah, it's amazing how many people like just love it. Some of them, like I saw Rihanna at one, yep. and uh, you know Justin Timberlake was at the last one, yep. and people yeah. just 
It's there's no demographic that doesn't seem to be covered or represented by fans of this, uh, and I think the fact that women are fighting now is going to get a lot more people even to go. I agree. No, it's it's. Uh, listen, if you if you're into fighting, right, and you're into going to live events, I don't give a fuck what what, what live events you're into. You couldn't go to a better live event than a UFC, man. It's it's like a fucking rock concert and a fight, and a, it's just there's so much energy, and. You know, every show we do, you can't have every fight be the best fight you've ever seen. But what we do have every time you go are what I call holy shit moments, where you literally jump out of your seat and you go, holy shit, and you look at all your friends and you're like, did that just fucking happen? That's that's what we, that's what we deliver, man. Whether, I was just, we were, we did, um, I did Hot 97 this morning and we were talking about, you know, I'm in the best seats you could ever fucking sit in for the best fights in the world, right? The one thing that I want to do is I want to go to a fucking bar and watch the UFC fights. I want to go to a big fight. I've heard that the bar experience yeah. is insane. Yeah. Like everybody who's been to a but now these bars that they got, these sports bars, yeah. like like fucking uh tilted kilt and and uh and even Hooters and uh Twin Peaks. You ever heard of Twin Peaks? It's one of these bars. I mean the experience at some of these places and uh, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, you know, and the experience at some of these places with yeah. the food and the tables and the beer and the, you know, I heard that just, I mean, everybody that I talked to that saw Diaz versus Conor McGregor in a bar yeah. said the place was just fucking electric. Yeah. Like, it's, it's such a cool experience. I've heard from so many people. And uh, it's, I, I got to do it. I got to I gotta yeah. bail on one of our fights and go sneak into a bar and watch it. You know, it's funny. I watched that kind of fight. Uh, there's a comic named Michael Che. He's on Saturday Night Live. He's, he's one of the uh, the, the news, uh, what do they call him? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. And, and the um, week, Weekend Update. Yeah. And uh, he had some people over for it. And uh, it was amazing how many of the guys there didn't know who Rumble Johnson was. They, they weren't fans, but they, they the whole place gathered around and watched the fight. And they were all fans by the time it was over. They were, they were either picking Connor because he talked a lot of shit. They liked that. Or they liked they, Nate, Nate because they didn't like. But uh, all those people there that were not fans became fans by the end of that one fight. Right. So it was really fun to watch with people who weren't as familiar. Because normally I watch, and I'm talking a lot, Jesus. I normally watch on the road. I'm in my underwear watching on the computer. You're That's my, how I do it. You watch it in your MeUndies like I always do. I do, yes. Or if I have anybody coming over, sometimes I dress up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so it was nice to, to watch with people uh, and not be at the fight. Right. So you should go to a bar one time and do no, it. No, I'm, I'm definitely going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely. I got to pick a fight. But how can you? Not if it's a championship fight, you can't though, because you have to put the belt on someone. That's part of the high for them is to have you put the belt on them. We'll let Sean or Mick do it. Yeah. By the way, we were on a bus and I was looking at this beautiful girl. I'm like, who is this? I, I thought she might have been looking at me a little bit. And it was. Uh, remember, it was. Uh, Rose. It was yeah, Rose. I was incorrect. She was not looking at me. <laughs> I, I misjudged that one terribly. Yeah. Rose is a beautiful girl. She is, and, and one of the sweetest people you will ever meet. Yeah, we talked to her. She was really nice, but then he told Sweetheart. me she was like, engaged to Pat Barry. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that'll get your leg kicked off. <laughs> yeah. What is he doing now that he's stopped fighting? He's, he's working with her, and I think he's training people. He is training yeah. people. All right. Well, the card as it is now is amazing. I mean, you can't sleep on that uh, that Tyron uh, uh, Stephen Thompson. I love that. That's a great That's fight. One well, the boy amazing. Was, great he, fight. He was just at my place the other day, rolling around and. Uh, I man, that that is a great fight. That is a great fight. I mean, because Woodley's got that. He's got he's powerful. He's explosive, 
But Wonder Boy's a, you know, he's a, a like a video game character in there, man. He's moving, he's kicking, he's he's pulling off kicks like that you don't you don't see too often, and he's doing it more than once. And look what he did to, uh, to Hendrix. Hendrix, right? I mean, that who saw that coming? Right. So people are like, oh well, you just got to get Wonder Boy down or something. I mean, look who he fought, man. He beat the shit out of him, and and uh, and um, the Juggernaut. Fuck, man, I'm drawing a blank. Jake uh, Ellenberger. Jake Ellenberger. Thank you, Chris, the producer. Uh, that's another one, man. Kicked him right in the fucking head. Oh, man, I, th- that's an exciting fight. That's yes. an exciting fight. Also, Cowboy and, and Kevin Gaslam. Have we mentioned that fight yet? No, no we have not. Talked about Christ, that. how did I miss that? That's a great fight. because boy, Cowboy. Robbie Lawler, is uh, is he hurt or is he just not 100% healed? Or He said he didn't feel ready. I don't know. He just said he wasn't ready. Okay. What a sick fight that would have been. Yeah, but I think uh, Gastelum is is oh, really Gastelum's really solid. a beast. Yeah, this is going to be a great fight. And he was front row in the um, the Laugh Factory, and he, and he laughed at my jokes. So I might be rooting for him, even though I like Cowboy. He was yeah. front yeah. row. Yeah, Calvin Gastelum. Yeah, oh, at the, okay. the Laugh Factory. I keep bringing yeah, up Calvin my... showed up. Yeah, somehow it always goes back to my four minutes at the Laugh Factory. That's all right. It all should. It should be. It should be. It should be the beginning and end. I'm happy. I'm very proud of you. You did great, and, and so did you. It was a fun night. <laughs> That's where I it cheated. No, you didn't cheat. You still had to go on there and perform. I mean, <laughs> yeah. look, you think Chris Rock writes all his shit? At the Oscars? No, he's got a team of writers. Oh, right. See, he, Matt? He fucking cheated, though. He fucking, <laughs> listen to me. Yeah. He cheated. Dean Thomas was a freaking sandbagger. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think I'm bad with looking for a fight? I get a text every other day from Dean Thomas. Hey, you hear something? Yo, are we going on the road soon? Hey, Thomas, calm down. Fucking <laughs> Dean Thomas. He's a funny He's guy. got the bug. It's oh, a fun yeah. show. He oh, loves it. Dean oh, was so freaked out, too, because you know he doesn't understand how I operate. So we're on the elevators, and we were like getting off, or I was referring to him as my wife. He was really driving him nuts. He had no idea how to handle it. I'm like, all right, baby, Dean? I'll talk to you later. And then Doors closed and he's stuck with people. He, he really is uncomfortable around me. He fucks with me too. We're out, we're, at, we're getting a lunch or something, and he's just like, um, he's going to the waiter, and the waiter doesn't know if he should laugh or not. He doesn't know if it's a joke. He's like, um, sweetie, what are you, what are you going to be getting? And what she'll have this about me. I'm like, fucking. Geez. Yeah, I'm gonna have the, uh, I'll have the steak, and uh, she's gonna have a salad. And he, they don't know how to handle it. It's like, well, I can't laugh, you know. They don't know if, if he's mean from really his life partner or something. So they don't know if they should laugh or not. They don't know the right thing. And I'm sitting there, Jimmy, Jesus. You guys are a cute couple. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's getting weird now, Jimmy. Yeah, uncomfortable. Don't, don't make eye contact. All right, so uh, all right, let's get Dean is busy. Can we get him out of here? Well, we have to uh, wrap up. We're going to eat. All right. We, uh, I guess uh, you'll let us know if anything is happening on 205. Dude, know. he just took the head. He just ended oh, it. He just I'll fucking ended it. He's, the, right. he's getting up. Thank All right, you. Dana. Hey, listen. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. Thanks, thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out with us, buddy. Yeah. Uh, happy we do this again soon. Need some of your food, I please. Yeah, I know that was really nice to go in there and see <laughs> fucking low self esteem, Norton. Could I have some, boss? Like it's yours. Are you gonna, are you gonna <laughs> keep him here while you plug stuff? Or are we out of here? You want to plug something, Jimmy? We'll yeah. just wrap up and say thank you, guys. Uh, if you want to see me, go to jimnorton.com. And if you don't, don't. Don't. Dana White looking for a fight. UFC unfiltered. Go leave a comment. All yeah, right. you leave comments. It helps us get up in the race. Right, me undies. And me undies. Yes, wear them on oh. your face. Thank you, Dana. All right. Nice, buddy. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 